Hey guys, this is Ash and Akins. And welcome to Two Guys in a Podcast. Jason, how's your week been, bud? Man, my week has been fantastic. All I have done is work, and then when I got off work, I went back to work. <laughs> sounds like fun. That sounds like a working man's dream. Right. Um, now, we I had some interesting things. Now, yes, it was the Halloween week. Right. It was the witching week and the week of spookiness. So uh, on Thursday, I went to my <laughs> I went to my sister's house, and we treated the kids. We did not give them rocks. We played no tricks. It was all treats. And then I came back home and I went to work, and tried to hold the fort down till um, till our leader could return. Mm. And then uh, what else did I? Oh, for a future podcast, I will not go into this. I went onto the astral plane. Saturday night with you. We and went. Few, we went ghost hunting with. Uh, we did. We with, did. Uh, Myra and uh, my wife and your wife Kay. That's correct. Had a good time. Had some experiences. I yes, had some experiences. Um, and uh, you know, I'm gonna tell you if um, it, it 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 got my attention on a couple of things. It, it I'll did. be honest. You, you had uh, one try to come home with you. I'm not sure he didn't. Right. They have. They have. But, um, you know, so that's been my week. What about you? Man, uh, it was a long, long week. Uh, spent the weekend with my wife and kids. We just running movies, and then we went ghost hunting with you. And that's a good weekend. We had a great weekend, man. Good, good. Now, we got this guy here who on the podcast today. We've been begging him. Begging him for six weeks. Six weeks. And we actually had wanted him to be a part of this podcast. And maybe he'll change his mind at some point. Who knows? But he is here today. And we're thankful to have him here today. Um, you know, you if you if you pay any attention to um, WWE wrestling, there's a guy named Braun Strowman. They call the Monster Among Men. Yes, this guy's bigger, um, and uh, he's he's absolutely one of our one of our best friends, one of our faves. Um, he's got great insight on a lot of things. Um, he's definitely got opinions. And we're going to hear him today. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Trucker Terry here with us today. Trucker Terry is in the building. Ladies and gentlemen, I really don't know what to say about that intro. I've been listening to the shows. I've been listening to them talk, especially Champ. You got a little receipt coming on that, by the way, pal. (laughs) You know, I don't really know if I'm going to live up to the hype. I might actually do better than what some of the hype was, but we'll see how everything goes. I'm excited to be here, excited to be here with my two friends, and let's get this stuff going. Let's get it going. Okay, now before we get started into the in-depth stuff here, I'd like to just kind of familiarize people with uh, Trucker Terry. His actual name's Terry Cagle, and he and... um, Ish and I, we all go back a good decade, a good 10 years, and we've, we've had a lot of experiences together. Some good, some not so good, folks. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. And I would just like to kind of fill people in a little bit on who you are. Well, who am I? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> who are any of us? Right. Who, who are any of us? Who are any of us? I'm going to say this. Ten years ago, I went to work in corrections, and I uh, went to work um, in our local county jail, and I met a guy 
who had just started a month before me. His name was Terry Cagle. Brother Esh here had already started 18 months ahead of us, so he already had time on us. But um, Terry and I kind of kind of coalesced and kind of gelled, and, and, and Esh came with us, and um, the three of us kind of became a, 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 a group. We kind of looked out for each other. We're the Bash Brothers. That's right. We are the Amen. Bash Brothers. And um, they let me t tag along as a mascot. And, you know, um, and we had a lot of great times. We had a lot of good times. Saw some great... The, the, I'll tell you what. Some of, those, some of those stories, ladies and gentlemen, cannot be aired just to save... Just to save the names and everything for Ed's Many of them cannot be aired. I have and some of those I'll tell you, but then i got to kill you type stories. I have literally witnessed you push an individual and then fly 20 feet through the air. Uh, yeah. A minimum of 20 yes. feet. And at the same time, I have seen you put your arm around um, uh, a, a, a mentally handicapped inmate who was going through a hard time. And comfort him as he cried, and 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 prevent uh, further violence from happening. So, uh, you're definitely there. There are more layers to you than just a, a big guy. You're a big guy. There's no doubt about it. But that's just the show that you come in. There's a whole hell of a lot more to you than just that. We might have to change his nickname to Teddy Bear Terry. Well, Teddy Bear Terry is a good one. I like that. I don't know if I owe them $20 for that compliment or if they owe me $20 for that whole Teddy Bear Terry <laughs> comment, but we'll go with that. Uh, and, you, and now you're a truck driver. Yes, sir. Sure am. And, and, and basically walking in your dad's footsteps to a point. Absolutely. Uh, you know, my, my dad was a driver pretty much all my life. He drove and hauled coal. He hauled asphalt, hauled diesel fuel. Hauled gas, pulled a flatbed. He pretty much did everything. And who hauled he haul coal for? Do you remember? He hauled coal for Bishop Brothers. He first started hauling coal for a man by the name of L.D. Clark. Okay. Which happens to be, used to be, my next door neighbor. I affectionately called him Paul Will because he had pretty much adopted me. I was his first grandkid, as he liked to say. Back in those days, and we're talking about the 70s and 80s mainly, um, in our in our part of the country, similar to West Virginia, uh, coal was booming. Coal was huge. Back in the day, Walker County, Tuscaloosa County, and Fayette County, especially those three, if I have my Alabama history correct, they used to lead lead not only the state, but I, if my memory serves me correctly, they used to lead the nation in coal production at one point in time. Uh, yes. I know for a fact that they led the state in coal production because they used to flip-flop between the counties. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And they had, um, they had perfected an under underground method because um, I know there would, people, there would be people who would come from all over the world to see how miners in Walker and Tuscaloosa County could go a mile underground and and, and mine coal or you know and, and, and I'm I'm no I'm by far no expert, but I know that they had perfected <coughs> techniques that were world renowned. Yes. And I I'm sure you two know this since you live here, but for the listeners that may not are familiar with the state of Alabama if that big one ever happens again up above Memphis that allegedly was the biggest earthquake in the country in this part of the world, that, the one that, that would be the New Madrid, Missouri quake. If one of those New ever Madrid, pops Missouri. off again, right. the 
That was back in what the nineteen twenties? Eighteen eighteen sixties, I think. Was that was that the one that made the Mississippi River fall? It backwards? was the one that made the Mississippi River go backwards. If something like that ever happens again, this county is probably gonna drop by about ten to twenty feet because literally everywhere around this county in particular has mine shafts going up underneath it. That's how big coal well, was back the in the day. The last statistic I saw Walker County in particular, according to the entire country statistics. The second largest coal production in the country. At one point in time, I will. Only, only second to West Virginia. At one point in time, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's something right there. That's really something. Um, so uh, so you got into trucking. I did. And you can tell us about what, what you do. Basically what I do, I work for a company that hauls car parts for uh, Honda. They have some runs for Nissan, too. As well as other ones that I'm, I'm sure that I'm not really all that familiar with. But essentially what I do is I deliver loads from Coleman down to Lincoln most of the time down there to the plants. LQK up there? Or? I bring it in Lincoln, Alabama. Okay, okay. Yeah, I drive locally. Okay. So the other, day, the other day whenever you called me, that was one of those instances where somebody had to call off. I had to take that load because we didn't have anybody else. Do you ever stop at truck stops? Yeah, yeah, I do, actually. Tell us about some of your experiences at truck stops. Every one, every once in a while, I go to a truck stop somewhat sometimes to feel better about myself. Actually, <laughs> you know, but has anybody, uh, has anybody ever tried to get in the truck with you? No, no. Ever, ever knocked on your window and said, "Hey, buddy." Thankfully, no. Hey, Thankfully, no. There's yeah, we spend some time with you. Yeah, it'd be. That would be bad. It really would. I don't really, don't really want to even think about having that kind of a conversation. Right, right. <laughs> usually, usually that's when my size comes comes into advantage. I yeah. remember back to the old corrections officer days and just give people a nice stern look, and they usually leave me alone. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Well, we're a couple of working guys, and we like to have working people on here. Because um, everybody's got a story to tell. No doubt. Everybody's got a story to tell. Um, so, um, what else has been going on in your life? Not a whole lot, brother. Just to be honest with you, I have become very boring. I work. I go home. I go back to work. I'm just about like any other middle-aged fella. That's all we do. Yeah, I mean, I ain't really work, work. I ain't really got time to do anything else. Not much time for playing the banjo. <laughs> I didn't know you played. I don't. I don't have time. <laughs> I work all the time. <laughs> a little off topic for a minute, Jason. I found out some interesting things this weekend. What's that? Talking to my mom. I didn't know this. My my dad's uh, uncle used to be a federal agent. Really? Really? He's a U.S. Marshal. Yeah, I didn't know this. No way. His uncle Philip. Wow. That's nice. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of, I know that's kind of off topic, but I just it came to mind and I thought I'd share it with you. If you're, if you're a first-time listener to this show there, folks, they're really random if you hadn't figured that out yet. <laughs> no, that's what we try to do is be random. More random the better, right? Right. Well, one thing that um, we would definitely like to talk about, and uh, there's nobody we can think of that has a better grasp or a bigger interest in this particular topic than you is the concept of conspiracy 
theories. Now, <laughs> let, me, let me go ahead and say, let me go ahead and state my point of view on conspiracy theories. Many years ago, I thought they were interesting. They were entertaining to me. I find them interesting myself. Same here. Okay. Same here. They're a hobby for now, me. I believe, you know, uh, maybe sometimes it can get out of hand to yeah. where everything becomes a conspiracy theory. But, you know, I also believe that, um, you know, anytime you have people together who are trying to accomplish something, and maybe it's right or maybe it's wrong, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad, um, there could be conspiracy. Absolutely. So, um, let's talk about that a little bit. All right. What do you think led to the rise of conspiracy theories being so popular now? I think it's. I think it goes back to the whole mistrust of mainstream media. Just yeah, to be honest I with think you, media I mean, we've all, even with us wearing a badge. You know, I used to wear a badge. Mister Ash still wears a badge. So does Mister Akins here. You know, we've all seen instances where mm, I'll just put it out there like it is, you know. Tell the truth. Some things aren't reported as it is. Yeah, that's right. That's great. So, you know, we've we've all seen instances where like that where we may or may not have been part of the situation at hand and we just read or watch TV or whatever and just look at one another and scratch our head and smile and say that ain't the way that went down. If that happens if that happens on a level like this, surely to God it happens on a on a bigger level than that. On a worldwide you're level. You're right, you're right. Do you think also contributing to that and, and, and I go back I kinda look at things from a historical standpoint. Right. Do you think um, I kinda feel like uh, it, the Vietnam War was traumatizing for our country. Yes, it and was. And it also took place at a time when there was great social upheaval. People who had been or felt marginalized were speaking up, and that kind of caught fire. And then came Watergate. I honestly think. Do you think it maybe it's a distrust of, of all, all uh, institutions, even the church? You look at those scandals within the, at the Catholic Church, especially. Right. Um, do you think possibly it goes beyond mainstream media to a distrust of all I think institutions? To a degree, I think so. I think there's more scandal in the Catholic yeah. Church than there are mainstream media these days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, that's, that's, that's an entire the show way, right there. The way, you know, you can go back, if I'm there again, if anybody's sitting around with a fact checker, please don't do it on Snopes because Snopes ain't accurate. That's Regardless of what now you that's do. That's a conspiracy theory right there. Oh, it really is. Huh? <laughs> I think the Clintons have them in their back pocket. No. That's another conspiracy no. theory. So they're they're coming that. out of the woodworks. You know, with Epstein dying the way he did, I don't think we even need to talk about the Clintons. Um, that's, 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 that's not even a theory. Did you, did you keep up with that where uh, the fellow that, what was his name? Michael Baden? The man, I, yeah. You remember? O.J. Simpson. You know, you know yeah. I know you're old enough to remember the autopsy yes. shows. They used to come on the, yes. They used to come on HBO. You about yeah, you? Okay. He came out and he actually did an worked with the autopsy or whatever, and actually found that there is no way that the injuries that he suffered could have come from a, from a suicidal hanging. Well, I think so we all, we all knew we anybody you ain't got to wear a tinfoil hat to see that one. No. Well, now let, me, let me put this out here though. Just listening to the two of you, uh, 
Is it possible, and this is the thing with conspiracy theories, and this is what I have watched them all over the past 20 years, can conspiracy theories become kind of what cable news has become to the point that it confirms bias? In other words, now listen to me. Okay. Okay, if you believe this group, this group, and this group are the bad guys, then you can see a conspiracy theory or accept a conspiracy theory in everything as long as they are the bad guys. So in other words, if you're a conservative Republican, it's always going to be the Clintons, the liberals, and who, who's that other guy with the money? Um, George Soros. George Soros. George Soros yeah. If you're a liberal Democrat, then it's always going to be the Bushes, um, big money, and you know whatever goes with that. In other words, is there a possibility that conspiracy theories are coming full circle just like well, cable news has to absolutely. where you can choose the conspiracy theory that justifies your worldview. Absolutely. I mean, every, every political party, they do some shady shit. No doubt. I mean, so there's conspiracy theories that could fall both ways. No doubt. No doubt. Absolutely. And I think if you were, if you were to, 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 be of the, um, to be of the mindset that uh, either side isn't involved deeply and darkly, you're a fool. Absolutely. My dad used to teach me a box had four sides. You got to look at every one of them. That's exactly okay. Right. Wow. Now, having said that, going back to what you're talking about with the parties, okay, it they can talk all they want to. Oh, we're we're this, we're that, we're that. That's all talk. Actions speak louder than words. Let's go back to whenever Trump first came out. Okay, every one of us at this table, myself included, folks can flat out say that we thought Trump was a joke at start. Can we not? I'll agree with that. Okay. Because originally I was voting Ted Cruz. I was too. I'll throw that out there. I was thinking Ted Cruz. I was a case of John Kasich. The more the more Trump talked, he's not a politician. No. That was number one for me. He's not politically correct. And in this society we're in these days, political correctness is going to kill us. In my opinion, he's not politically correct. And then once you hear, once you start hearing him talk, then start looking at the politicians. When was the last time you you're more into politics than I am? As he smiles, people, he's smiling. You're more into it than I am. When was the last time you ever saw Democrats and Republicans, establishment people, coming together and say? We don't need this guy in office. That was my telltale sign that he is on to something and that he's the fellow that I need to vote for. Because anytime you've got established people in there that's been in there 15 to 20 years coming together and say, we don't need this guy in here, he's fixing to stir up everything. Well, the he has. The last time probably was Richard Nixon. Yeah. But Richard Nixon committed crimes. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Right, guys, we're, we're, guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll continue this conversation in a few minutes. We'll be right back with two guys at a podcast.
Hey guys, welcome back to Two Guys in a Podcast. Well, let's continue this conversation. Now, before we cut for a break, Terry brought up Richard Nixon's crimes. <laughs> now, actually, it was he, it was Jason that brought it up. You, you, now, he will throw out that. Now, here's my question to him. I'm sorry, I just cut the host off. That's just the way I am, folks. What was his crime? Richard Nixon? Yeah. His crime was the cover-up of the breaking and entering into the McGovern headquarters at the Watergate Hotel. What was his cover-up? His cover-up was keeping, what was it, 18 minutes of recorded tape from the... um, Congressional investigators that he honestly didn't have nothing to, that he didn't have nothing to do with and he didn't know about, but he resigned to keep from getting run not, off. Not true. Not true. He enlightened well, me, good he re- sir. He recorded every conversation in that Oval Office for the for the purpose of historical context because he believed it was important to have the historical record. Lyndon Johnson had installed that recording device. Oh, there's another one that was just absolutely wonderful. Oh, he was an old arm twister, no doubt. Uh, Johnson was as, as cro- crooked and corrupt as Nixon. No, he was I mean, worse. <laughs> oh, I, I, no doubt. You won't say, I'm not going to sit here. I promise you, I'm not going to sit here and say one guy, one side good, one side bad. I'm going to tell you, they all got blood on their hands. They're all owned. We've this got, is why they wanted me on the show, folks. We've got the I'm best, that I'm that one that pokes. We got the best <laughs> government money can buy, no doubt. But Nixon did some shady stuff. There was there there was some shady dealings when it came to funds, and eventually they all said, "Hey, we can't support you. That's enough." Yeah. And, and 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 go back his first term, first time in office. He did some great things. That's where we get the whole EPA. Right. So we're not drinking doo-doo water. Hallelujah for no doo-doo water. <laughs> actually, actually, that's debatable, too. Right. I mean, because of the whole Tyson thing. And that's true. I can actually take you to a spot right down above where they take in our water down in Sipsy, where there's a nice free-flowing sewer line that runs into the water. That's fantastic. Wow. That's the water that I get at my house. Yes, it is. I can show you exactly where it is. And where's that coming from? I mean, who's responsible for that? I think it's coming from up around Summerton. But they wow. swear up and down that it's at acceptable levels Except- due to the EPA. But if you go through there on a nice, warm summer day, it smells like a sewer. And when your 10-year-old cannot read because they cannot think, there you go. Not to mention all the fluoride in the water, too. You know. Well, that's a whole other conspiracy theory. Now, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 honest to God, I admit, I do not know that much about the fluoride conspiracy theories. And I, I well, they say, I, I don't, I'm, I'm I know, here, here's just what I know. Any fact checkers, feel free. But uh, from what I've understood, fluoride is very toxic for you. And it actually hurts your brain. Whereas iodine is one of those things that goes into your body that's actually more beneficial to it. There have been studies to where they briefly put iodine back in the water, and on average, IQs went up about 15 points. Now, did you and then say they took it back out. Put iodine back? So one time they put iodine in our water? Yes. Okay. It was one of those things that helped purify it and everything like that. Why'd they take it out? You got me. There has to be some money somewhere. And see, now I'm... As as a man by the name of Jesse Ventura, who y'all brought up (laughs) once before on a podcast, once said, even though the man 
sir, it does say a bunch of stuff that makes you scratch your head. There again, go back to the whole, every box has four sides. You got to look at every one of them. On some of the bottom line on all of these conspiracy theories as I'm holding up quotation marks, you take it with a grain of salt. It's just like anybody else. They have an opinion. You have an opinion. Every once in a while, some of them throws out fact, meaning documents that's been declassified or whatever else. But Jesse always says, follow the money. Well, see, that's what that's, I've always thought. Follow that's the, the bottom money. line with, with politicians oh, and politics I mean, in I'm, general. I'm one of them people that think George Soros is an evil fucking dirtbag. Same. Same here. I think he is funneling money into a lot of bad shit that's negatively affecting our country. So how would you compare him to the Koch brothers? Look. They're about the same. Yeah, I mean, Soros is, is just... He looks evil. I mean, if you looked at him... Well, that's And that's what I'm getting to, you know... Are we at a point where we f- say if you if you if you're on one side of the on the thing you say you focus on George Soros, but you have blinders on to the Koch brothers? The Koch brothers are just as bad, and they're I think they're right there next to them. They just right. say one thing and do another. And and that 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 comes to this is where I come from, and this this was, gosh, over twenty years ago. I was a college student, political science major. <laughs> And I was having trouble in the class, and I just lost interest. And, and the, the young lady that was helping me said, you know what your problem is? I said, no, what's my problem? She said, the problem is you don't believe in anything. I said, no, I'm going to tell you what my problem is. My problem is I do believe in things, but I realize my eyes are open to the fact that money runs everything. Absolutely. And that that's the deal. And I said, you know, I, I can't get past that. And that is where I still am. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's something my, my one of my history teachers in school taught us. Money is power. Money is power. Don't matter who you are. If you got money, you can be in power. The old gold. Whatever you want to be. The golden rule. He who has the gold makes the rules. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's just the way it is. Really. What, what would you consider, what was the first legitimate conspiracy theory? Would you say Roswell? I would go back further than that. Okay. Have you ever heard of the Battle of San Francisco? You're talking about where they thought there were um, they uh, they they thought possibly there was something the Japanese or something, and they shot at them, and it was UFOs or something like that. Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly, and if my yeah. memory serves me, I don't know this for a fact. I wasn't there. I, was, I, saw, I saw this. I saw this on Ancient Aliens. Yeah, you know, uh, but yeah. we're getting our news from Ancient Aliens, folks. They, uh, but allegedly, some they wrote about it in the what's the big newspaper out in San Francisco. I don't know, but they it wrote big news. They wrote about it, talking about how UFOs had come in and everything else, and, and they, you were, know, they uh, were shooting off the big guns. Yes, yeah, they they legit thought the Japanese was coming in to invade. Uh, what do you think? What, what's, what's your take on that? I really have no take on it, just to be honest with you. Uh, they cover. You, know, you don't hear about. You don't see that in the history books. No, you don't. There's a lot of stuff you don't see in the history books. That's a fact. You know, either I, I listened to one podcast at one point in time, and you know, and I'll cheap plug here: Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Yeah, I listened to it. I love Dan um, Carlin. 
He's very monotone, and he will put you to sleep if you listen to him while you're driving. But I do can, not recommend but that. But he can make history so fascinating. It is history is fascinating. You know, I, 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 history was my f- I, if you could have a first love in school, history was my first love. You yeah, know, I love history myself. At I watched history channel yeah, walk around it. At one, at one point in time, you know, the plan was to be a history major and, you know, coach football. Oh, yeah? But, uh, you know, if you if we don't, as a society, as a culture, whatever, if we don't pay attention to our history, if we don't know where we've been, we don't know where we're going. Well, and then if you don't pay attention to history, you're not going to know what's going to repeat itself because history tends to repeat itself. History always repeats itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Know, as great as our country is, if we keep going the path we're on, we're going to collapse like Rome did. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're on the cusp. Well, really and truly, we, um, as far as being a democracy, or what's considered a democracy, a representative republic, or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Technically, we're a democratic republic. A democratic republic. We're, um, there is no precedent for this in human history. No. You know, the closest you can get to is maybe Athens, which was a true Democracy, yeah, and you know. that that wouldn't go real well. No, it wouldn't go well here. You have mob rule, absolutely. But it, it eventually collapsed. Mm-hmm. So we are basically, if if people think, well, this is the way it is, and it's always going to be this way, this is an experiment we could lose at any moment. Absolutely, right. we could mm-hmm. lose it. Yeah, I mean, we're basically fighting off socialism right now. And that's something that I don't understand. But at the same time, that goes back to your to your big shots wanting to rule. That goes back to pretty much. I, I don't really know how to say it. Just well, to be honest with you, 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 you can make the argument that we we've been a social a, a semi socialist country for many years. We've been a semi fascist. There's a little bit of a difference. Well, I yeah. think maybe there's a little bit of both when you look at the government programs um, that have been enacted since the early 1900s, and you got to you got you got to ask yourself when you look at our our, our current system. When it when it becomes harder and harder for working people in the middle class to make it, then what do they turn to? I think they tend to turn to socialism. I think that's well. I say you get rid of government programs. I think they're crap, and that's money they don't need to be spent. Well, so you don't allow people to starve, buddy. You know you got to make your way in life sometimes. You but what if there's no job? There. Way. You can't rely on the government to take care of you. Well, they, I'm going to tell you, they, if the government collapsed today, what are people going to do? Well, if the government collapsed today, then what? We'd be in the zombie apocalypse. Exactly. People are going to have to find their own way to eat, own way to live. That's that. That is true. And you have a bunch. And my problem is, you know, if somebody legitimately needs help, I don't. I don't have a problem with people getting help. But you have a bunch of deadbeat, low life people. They're getting on these government programs, and they're not going to work a day of their life. You have some of that. You have abuse in any program. I don't like my taxpaying dollars going to pay for the deadbeat that's not going to go to work. But how do you just, you know, do you, how do you have, you got to look at that and say how many people are legitimately well, I mean, trying and need what those you benefits do, versus you put, the deadbeats. You put heavy, heavy regulations on the people that are trying to get these government programs. You don't just let them walk into the welfare office to get welfare. You got to look. Well, how easy it's is gonna that take to do? Six, It's going to take six weeks for us to fact, you know, check you. See what you got going on. Are you trying to work? Can you work? But they already have regulations in place. Uh, they're not. They're not following, and they're not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> we 
Well, whenever it would be, be just like a Democrat saying that the gun regulations we have now are not good enough. Well, they're not. Well, there shouldn't be any gun regulations, Jason. So, and so you should give machine guns to mentally ill people. Well, I mean, if they got the money to buy it, let them buy what they want. So they can shoot up your kids at school. Look, not all crazy people is going to walk into a school and shoot it up. Uh, so far, a bunch have. A, a couple. <laughs> but I think that's another conspiracy theory. I think that's a damn Democratic hoax on, on some of the cases. You think it's a hoax that these kids are getting killed? No, I'm just saying that they're, they're, they're more set up than what... This meets the eye, okay? I'll tell you, it's set, it, 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 it's set up when the nut walks in. He knows what he's going to do. Right. Who gave that guy the gun? Why didn't he do it sooner than what he did? He usually Why did. Why did he do it at the time he did Typically, Why they, does it happen when there's big political things going on? I'm waiting on this answer. Typically. I'm sitting on the edge yeah. of my chair, in folks. In most cases. Because get, if you look back at the school shootings of Sandy Hook, now it's a tragedy, okay? I'm not saying kids didn't get shot up. It's a tragedy. I hate that. I have children of my own. I don't ever want to see it. But if you look back at all the tra the, the sh Aurora, Colorado shooting, uh, Sandy Hook, all the school shooting, the one in Florida, a lot of big political things going on at the time. And then all of a sudden you've got a school shooting and Democrats have an agenda they can meet. Oh, we got to have more gun control. There's awfully there's there, there's an awful lot of coincidence in what the man is talking about. Well, there's coincidence. But coincidence that, does not prove causality. I'm not saying the tragedies didn't happen. I'm just saying that it's real suspicious that they happened in the manner they did when they happened when what was going on in the political. I, I think that goes back to what we're talking about conspiracy theory. Now, what do you see when you look at something like that? What I see is typically people who are mentally ill who should not have access to any weapons. Most of the time, they get them from a family member. I mean, think, Jason, you said something about machine guns. None of these shooters have had machine guns. Well, they've had stuff that would that do enough damage that it's very difficult for an ER to repair. They had they had sporting rifles. No, they weren't sporting rifles. They were rifles with high velocity, um, high velocity rounds that are going to do well, so no, much I mean, damage. Most uh, the the last shooting in Parkland, Florida. The trauma nurses said there was nothing to work with as far as internal organs because of the high velocity rounds they destroy, they shred. All right, so very rarely, let me a little gun history. You know, an AR is either two two three or five five six or an SKS, something of that nature. Worst worst round possible would possibly be what a three oh eight. A three oh eight. Now right. a three oh eight, an AR that fires three oh eight is so much more expensive, and the likeliness that they had one that shot a three oh eight. But very rare. Most, most of these guys are not going and buying them at the gun show. No, they're not. They're, they're getting them from a family member who is not locking it up. It's unregulated. Well, Jason, the thing is, what our country was founded on. What a mom's calling me. We were given. We, we, Hello. We were given the right to bear arms. No, I didn't. No matter what, to defend ourselves against the tyrannical government. Would you agree with that, Terry? Praising to the choir, brother. And there shouldn't be any regulations on that. We should be able to have the same kind of firepower ammunition that the United States military has. Yeah, I, I agree with that. There should yeah. be no regulations. If I want to go buy a damn tank and I have the money to buy it, I should be able to buy a tank. What, what, what's, the pur what's the purpose of the Second Amendment? The, the, to protect our rights as American citizens. What a, now it says to defend a, ourselves. But it says a well-regulated militia, does it not? To defend ourselves. We are a militia right here sitting at this table. Uh, no, we are not well-regulated, my friend. We can be. It don't we can be. Well we can be, but we are not. You're right. 
But we are not. There is no one regulating. It us. is to protect protect us as American citizens from from a tyrannical government. I I understand that. I agree with all that. Absolutely. I've had a gun permit since I was old enough to have right, one. Right. Absolutely. I've I carried agree. a gun. But at the same time, to say you know you can't leave out half of that Second Amendment when it says a well-regulated militia. Most of these people who are buying these weapons are in no way regulated. What do you determine as a well-regulated militia? I would say something that is organized and can be checked up on and, 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 well, and it's that, actually something real. In today's scope, the, the entire government would frown upon that and call you a terrorist group. Well, we have National even Guards. Though, even though our Constitution, the National Guard, they're still under the President's umbrella no matter what is in office. The Republicans and the Democrats don't matter. Correct. Correct. It's not people forming on their own to protect their but, but you don't see people forming on their own. Oh. Why do you why do you think they're wanting to take our guns? I don't think anybody's wanting to take our guns. They don't I, never, does. I don't I don't take that seriously. That guy's a quite you know he dropped out of the race. He right? dropped out of the race. I don't take that kind of they want, seriously. They want to take our guns simply for the fact that if every one of these civilizations that are out there alright Mao took the guns Stalin took the guns. But you're going with an extreme. Hitler took the you're guns. Going, you're going with an extreme. Am I? It, it's, yeah, it's, it's, we have always had regulation in this country. I understand We that. always have. So to say, to say, well, I'm going to introduce regulation, I mean, even, even Ronald Reagan himself said your average citizen does not need an, a, an AK-47 or an assault rifle. And most don't. Exactly. But what I'm, what I'm saying is that you can't say, well... We should have some common sense gun regulation. And the next thing is, well, you're trying to take my guns. Though that's going from from apples to peaches. Here's my stance on it. You know, Mr. S is talking about no regulations. I can agree with that. How did we get into gun regulation? But anyway, here's conspiracy. Here's my stance on it. Okay. This this is this <clears throat> one, this is the best podcast in the country. This is true. Two guys in a podcast style. You need to be listening to this, folks. With your Second Amendment, as soon as everybody starts saying, yeah, but okay, you can do this. Yeah, but okay, regulation here. This one don't need to be here. It's going to be the exact same setup as your Fourth and Fifth Amendment. There are so many holes in those amendments, it's just like Swiss cheese. I agree with that. But, but do we not? I mean, we've always had a certain amount of regulation. You can't go buy just anything. You can't. I understand mean, everybody that. Everybody knows that. You know, but so, there, I mean, there again, you, it also it also should go back to common sense. Okay, that's the problem. Common now, sense. while while I personally agree with Mister Ash saying that there shouldn't be any. Okay, I can also say I'm sounds like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. But just because I don't believe in abortion, don't mean that you know I'm against it or whatever. And I know that's a whole nother can of worms, and I'm not getting into today. It's none of my business, but I'm just using that as an example. Do I think there ought to be regulations on it? No. It's not the way it was set up on that Second Amendment. It was set up that way for us to be able to protect ourselves against a government. But how can you leave out the fact that it's... And you're right. It was was absolutely set up up that way for us us as citizens. How how do you leave out the fact that it was set up, the fact that the well-regulated militia... We've, we've totally abandoned that. It's like everybody who wants it, you can have it. 
and that's your right to have. But that's the way it always and then, was. And then it becomes chaos. But that's the way it always was. Does that mean that's the way? But, but, you, but, but they didn't always have these weapons. They did not always have these weapons. All right, guys, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back with this conversation. Welcome back to Two Guys the Podcast. Jason? Yes, sir. Where, yes, sir. Where were we at before the break? Man, I don't even know. All right, well, let's, di- let's dive into some conspiracy theories, some mainstream conspiracy theories. Mainstream. Um, I have to defer to our, our guest and, and hopefully a, our permanent co-host here. Um, I just thought I'd throw that in. Sounds good, man. Sounds, um, as far as mainstream... Come on, Terry. Put it out to Marilyn me. Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe mainstream. Her death. I think it's mainstream. <laughs> I mean, it's not current, but I'm sure it was mainstream back in the day. Uh, well, it, it, I, I've been hearing about it in my lifetime, so I would she say is. it's mainstream. Mm-hmm. I, I personally think she was killed because she was sleeping with the president. But do you think her murder was, um, it, it was, it was done by the mob? I believe it was a drug overdose. They overdosed her intentionally to kill her. I agree with yeah. that. I agree with that. But who was the who was the actionable? Who was the hand of the powerful? Well, I mean, the order could have gotten down straight from the president. He didn't want to get caught, and or perhaps from his brother, who was the attorney general. Very well, good. Trying to protect because he was very protective of the president. Mm-hmm. Or it could, well, answer me this: Who passed away first, JFK or her? I'm not sure. I'm not either. I think I think she did. I think yeah. he did. And no, I I think she, well, I don't know. I don't know. So that's what happens here on the show, folks. Uh, get to talking to stuff, and we don't have any notes, so we're just literally shooting from the hip here. That's what we always do. It's it's hip. It's all hip action. That's it. But you know, that's just my opinion. I have nothing to back it up in front of me, but. I think, I, my memory serves me correctly, I think JFK was killed first. You don't think that it's possible, just possible, that she was, because um, when you look at her life, and, and people forget, and, until you really get some information on it and delve into it, she had, um, she had issues. Oh yeah, she had more issues than Sports Illustrated. There you go. So do you, you don't think it's possible that it was either a suicide or an accidental drug overdose dealing with her life. I mean, there's always possibilities when you deal with conspiracy theories. It could be anything, but, you know, I kind of feel with everything that went on in her life concerning the president and all that, I mean, I think it was, she was off. Well, there was no doubt. I mean, we have, there's there's proof that there had been um, an affair between her and the president. Yes. No doubt. And there were rumors of her and the president's brother Bobby. Yeah, she actually passed away, according to Wikipedia, in 1962. Maybe. John John Fitzgerald Kennedy passed away in 1963. 63. So, so uh, you know. So can we agree it was a government cover-up? I will agree that it's a mystery. Nobody knows for sure. I, I'll have to go with. I, I truly believe she overdosed on her own, you know. But 
Is it possible yeah, she, something she, happened? She, she yes. took the dope that overdosed her, but she didn't know what she was taking. Well, that's possible, too. It's possible it was forced. Um, there were a lot of shady things going on back then. There have been, you know, agents on their deathbed saying, hey, look, this is what happened. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure everybody's seen the specials. Oh, yeah. Saying that she was drugged and killed. It's quite possible. It's quite possible. Um, it's just something we have no real proof of. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, and then, therefore, a conspiracy theory is born. And I think that's where a lot of your conspiracy theories come from, just due to the fact that there is a lot of secrecy involved. Well, I'm sure and a lot or, of podcasts like us sitting around talking and very, conspiracy theories. Very, very true. And is correct. Either that or, you know, somebody does find out the truth and people want to... And the government wants to label people as conspiracy theorists and nut jobs just take away any credibility of what they have to say. That way their narrative goes forth instead of the truth. How can you tell the difference, though, between a conspiracy theory slash nut job and someone who really has information that is not mainstream information? Now, I'll say this. Now, I used to listen to this guy, and I know Terry listened to him until they pulled him off of every damn platform you can listen to. Oh, I still listen to him. Alex Jones. But I, I, I have to take him a month off every once in a while right. because some of his shit is crazy as a squirrel carrying nuts around in a Walmart sack there's stuff that he's been talking about for years that that are just now finally coming to light yeah. and even Joe Rogan called it out on one of his podcasts another cheap plug for the Joe Rogan experience oh we love the Joe Rogan show but, uh, that's, that's our show you know he called it out talking about how Alex was talking about this that and the other for 15 years ago yeah you know I, now listen I I listened to Alex um, Jones 20 years ago when he was, you could still barely pick him up on certain radio stations uh, before the internet was huge. Um, you know, some of his work concerning Bohemian Grove and um, the Bilderbergers and all that, I, I find fascinating. And I, I think he's on to something. I really do. I do too. But, um, I really do. You know, but when he starts talking about lizard people. I was about to say lizard people. Yeah. You know, that kills him. And, um, you know, the whole Sandy Hook thing, which I believe has been blown out, blown out of proportion. Yeah. It um, was absolutely. And there's litigation and lawsuits and everything right. going on about that. And, it, uh, and it's tragic for both sides because I, I do believe Alex Jones, I, I don't believe he is this villain that has been portrayed. At the same time, I do know that there are families that lost children that have been harassed yes. endlessly for but, years, and that that's horrible. I mean, that's there, what I was getting at. Were, were, they, were they harassed by him, or were they harassed by other people? They were harassed by other people, but I, I, unfortunately, you know, he just kind of, it, the whole thing was bad timing. Absolutely, him. it bad was. Timing. You know, and I think, personally, I think, they're making such a big deal out of that, and is why is it that any time any kind of tragedy like that happens, automatically politicians try to make it political? Well, because every time, every time, because politicians at their at most of them, not all of them, but at their, I think at their core, are opportunist, and they, you mm -hmm. know, and you can see that in so many things, and and also I think people when we go through a tragedy like that. We want someone to blame. We're looking to assign blame to somebody, you know. And there has to be somebody to to take this, 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 this raw emotion, this rage, this sorrow. Someone has to be 
um, held accountable, and I, I think sometimes that gets carried away. It's a Salem. I, I call it the Salem the Salem witch trial um, way of thinking. Speaking of which, there was a good podcast that examined that. Another cheap plug for other podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts, folks. No, I, I drive a truck. I don't have anything to do. Modern, modern, modern music just drives me crazy. The further, the more, I, the older I get, the further I go back with a lot of my music. But what is the best podcast in the country, bar none? Two guys on a podcast, as long as I'm on it. There you go. <laughs> right. That's, that's for my money, that's the best I ever heard. <laughs> right. Now, I listen to the Ben Shapiro show. I think he's a great little Jewish fella. <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's on topic on some stuff, but I also think he's... A little bit. I, do you think sometimes he's faking it? I think he's just, faking it a lot. Just to maintain. I think it. he's saying. I think he says a lot of stuff just so I he can main, just so he can play politics. Right. Yeah. And Same way with Glenn Beck. Another one I listen yeah. to is called Small Town Murder. That is probably my favorite podcast outside of our own, Jason. What they do is they take these murders from small towns and they do a damn show on. It. It's fascinating. And they're comedians. Yeah. So it's a comedy podcast talking about murder. They actually talked about one from uh, Jasper, Shonda Johnson. Shonda, Shonda, she she came through. Uh, none of us dealt with her. No, I don't think it was before our time. But if I'm not mistaken, not much before our time. No, I remember hearing the name. Yeah, I was told that her uh, number in the Department of Corrections had th- was, uh, and it was several numbers, but the three numbers that were prominent were six 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 wow i've never heard that yeah i i have been uh just from people who dealt with her before that we have worked with in the past some of the old timers um it was just pure evil pure evil yeah and, and very charismatic yeah from my understanding she wasn't a very good looking gal I, she, but, uh, she just had the um she had the game had a game she had a game do you have a game terry Obviously not. Not really much. No, <laughs> no, not really. But uh, no. uh, good podcast. So y'all should check it out. Check it's it out. Small town murders. We'll check it out. We'll check it out. Well, um, the thing that I guess that I wonder about when it comes to conspiracy theories, and I think we, I've got two guys here with me that, um, you know, have have listened to conspiracy theories, have had interest. And so I feel comfortable saying this to them and and to the um, to the to the millions of listeners. Um, I wonder if we are getting to a point, an evolution in conspiracy theories, to where you can pick and choose the conspiracy theory that corresponds with your own beliefs, because then I be- and I have a problem with that, because I think then. It, we we step we step off into just a little bit of madness because then anything, as long as it kind of you're kind of like well I believe that that justifies what I believe. In, in other words, um, I I think it would be better if a conspiracy were were proved, even if it was something that I would be surprised at and say well I didn't think that would ever happen. Well, I would learn more from that than than just delving into, okay, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the bad guys. Those are the bad guys, um, and and that because I I think in that um, we find a greater truth because there, like you said earlier, Ish, um, there is potential for evil or manipulation anytime you have power and money and they go hand in hand. 
And uh, I just don't think you can trust uh, trust that any political, theological, or any 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 group that has authority or power over people will, uh, that there hasn't been abuse or they haven't taken advantage of it. No, you're exactly right. People with money take advantage of things all the time. Absolutely, people with religious power. Yeah, people with any power take advantage of that. Any power, any power. Um, you know, it's just we're we're frail humans. And uh, a lot of people, and they may not be bad folks once they start out, but when you put that kind of power in their hands, you put money in their hands, and they get accustomed to it, it's, it's, it's shocking how quickly they can be corrupted. Power corrupts, and needs to, there needs to be checks and balances put in place. And it seems like the more we go on, there's less checks and balances in place. It does seem that way. It does seem that way. There's a, there's a whole lot less check and a whole lot less balance. Do you feel like we're, we're entering a period, or we have been entering a period over the past several years, where we um, maybe <coughs> are entering a period of the cult of personality? In other words, uh, when people are disappointed and they feel betrayed enough by institutions that they should be able to rely on, then they tend to go with someone that they believe has the ability to um, to to take us to to protect them, protect their interests, and to take things in the direction they believe they need to go. For a long time. You know, I I kept as a screensaver on my phone. This ought to show how big of a nerd I was on the comic book end. Oh, you're a nerd. I used to keep a I used to keep the logo of the Blue Lantern on my phone. Explain that to the viewers what the Blue Lantern is. Well, unlike these two, I am actually more of a DC guy than a Marvel guy. We well, don't hold that against him, friends. Right. But you know, if you're not familiar. The Green Lantern wasn't the only lantern. There was also the blue, the indigo or violet, I think, uh, white, black, orange, it basically, and yellow. Yellow was fear. Green was will. Um, the violet or the purple one was for love. Red was for anger. Um, I can't remember the rest of them. Anyway. The blue one was the symbol for hope. And a lot of times, and I think we as a civilization, race, whatever, we're going through life and we're constantly hit with bad news. Everything's terrible. When was the last time you seen good news on the news, if you watch it? Not very much. Usually it's just in cat videos. Everything. God bless cat videos. But what I'm getting at is everything, a lot of people out, out here walking these streets and everything don't have any hope. If you ain't got no hope, you ain't got anything. You know, what's, what's the purpose? What's the purpose in going on? What do you think the suicide rate's what it is? You know? People don't have any hope anymore. 
I think we need more hope. Well, what's it? And when it, going along with what you're saying is, is you see somebody who thinks like this, you know. For example, I got hope in Trump. No, I have hope. I was like, you know, this guy's not a politician. He's fixing to go in like a rhino in a bull or a bull in a china cabinet. Well, he's I, fixing to wreck cabinet. I feel like he's done exactly that. You know, and let's look. Let's look at it the way it is. In two years. Look at how many campaign promises that he actually went through and followed through with. Like what? He's, he's, right he's right yeah, now. the unemployment well, rates now. Unemployment. There's more jobs. If you say something about Obama's administration, um, he tried. Threat. He tried to go after Obamacare. That was one of them. Well, he deregulated. He, he deregulated a lot of it. But he also he also tried to get Congress to act on that, and right. we all know how that went. Didn't go too well. You know, he's still trying to do the wall. He's still got a big portion of it. That was his big one. Uh, he's doing and a he's lot of good to, stuff. You know, along with Ted Cruz, they're trying to drain the swamp, like Trump said. They're trying to get a term limit set on House of Representative members and yeah. Senate members. And I, can uh, I respond to that? Absolutely. Go for it. it. As far as the term limits, it, it, I'm going to go Ted Cruz for sure. Um, which I, the main thing that I've, I've seen with with the limitations um, has come from Ted Cruz and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez trying to work together right, which is great. to keep to keep Congress people from being able to become lobbyists that over man, an eight to ten year period. Yeah. That man deserves a Nobel Peace Prize yeah. just for even attempting to do anything so, with that one. Well, I'll tell you, that, that just goes <laughs> to show you that, that you, know, you can get some things done working together but does she my, not look like a donkey to y'all my, well, my argument to some yep. of that would be one the economy if you look at the numbers the numbers don't lie the economy was growing under Obama Trump superheated it with the tax cuts yeah. was this before or after we went to war which war my point exactly our now, economy is we war were, based we were pulled out of Iraq our, econ- our economy is war based which is it's, it's, as crazy as it is no 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 I agree look, I agree go all the way back to the depression we were in the depression because the yes. stock market crashed what right. brought us out of the depression right. I'm going to go along with that and say our, our economy is built on the backs of, of, of the poor dying in battle absolutely you know as but, bad as that is but yeah. now I'm going to ask you this okay. why is it that when the, the deficit was going up under Obama, you had people dressing up like Paul Revere, the Tea Party. I never dressed and, up like Paul Revere. But you had no, me now, either. Now, I'd on. look goofy in that. You outfit. guys tell me you don't remember that, the Tea Party out there? Oh, yeah. And talking about the deficit and handing over debt to their grandchildren. Yeah. Now, the deficit is skyrocketing because of the tax cuts. I don't see anybody dressing like Ben Franklin and talking about <laughs> we're handing debt over to my children. I wish you would. But no, I was telling you. I You're think, not going to get a kite and I put think, a key on it or no, a lighted store. I think that goes back to the hypocrisy and the fact that it's like, well, it's okay as long as it's my guy. Well, but if it's that guy, there's, we have to protest. There's hypocrisy. I on think both that's sides. the problem. There, there's a recession coming, and everybody that everybody that I've heard has has seen it. We're trying to out. We're trying to outspend China right now because oh, yeah. from everything that I've understood and heard, China's going to collapse way before we do. Yeah. China is not that this beast that people make them out to be. 
Yep, I'm going to tell you, they got millions living in utter squalor. Okay, yep. they are not this beast that they're that they're be, that they've been made out to be. That are just going to overtake us. Their military is now, not capable. It's not. It's fifty years behind us. Now their their cyber ability probably on par. I'll give them that. And economically. They are an engine. I don't know, man. I watched Red Dawn, man. Before I know we, what happens. But that was the Wolverines, baby. The Cubans. Wolverines. That was the Cubans. Before we take our next break, guys, let me, let me bring this up. Yeah, they can attack us with a cyber ability. Oh, one EMPs. Oh, one EMP launched in our stratosphere sends us back to the Stone Age. Right. No All doubt right, about so it. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with our last segment with Trucker Cherry. Uh, we'll be back with two guys in a podcast. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to Two Guys in a Podcast. Well, we've been talking about conspiracy theories. We've even had some discussion concerning um, current and historical conspiracy theories and even shared some political views. Um, Terry, do, do, where, where do you put it as far as today? Um, you know, we talk about the mainstream media, which I, I really... I don't think, as far as the, what is the mainstream media anymore? Because most everybody gets their news from basically Fox, MS. No, no, no. MS, you're you're wrong there. Everybody gets their news from Facebook nowadays. Mm-hmm. Boom! I just had a knowledge bomb dropped oh, on bam. me. Bam! Bam! I don't. I don't like watching mainstream media. I hate CNN. I don't even like watching Fox, to be honest. So, so where where can you get your news now? Your information. Look, I just take what's going on and I, I form my own opinion about it. That, that's how I handle it. I usually keep try to keep up with uh, Drudge Report. If you remember your history, Matt Drudge was the one that broke the Clinton Monica Lewinsky thing. Oh, wasn't he the blue dress guy? <laughs> I think that I think that was Monica. Monica was the blue dress guy. I like NPR. Some they tend to give you a little bit more fact based, as far as you know. And I know some people like to say, "Ah, they let a bit left." Maybe they do. I don't know. But they tend to give you a little bit more just raw information, and that's all I want is is information. Give me the data, and I'll try to I'll figure it out. That's right. exactly right. I, I try to listen. Like I said, I'll go on Drudge Report, and there again, it's already been mentioned. I. I like to listen to Alex Jones. I can only take so much of him, though. You know what I mean? He gets a little... Uh, he he gets... He's... As long as he's calm and on target, it's good. Uh, but, you know, there again, you got to take it all with a grain of salt these days. And then, you know, as I've heard some people talk about, take that information, put it up on the shelf, and then... Go back to it whenever it comes back around. You know, I have literally sat with my wife watching when there's been a big news event, and I've I've told her, "Now watch this," and I have flipped from Fox to MSNBC to CNN, and you have seen two, sometimes three, different sides to the same story. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, you've got different groups here telling you the side of a story saying this is the side right when there's actually like you said four sides to a box there is mm-hmm. yeah 
you know, and a lot of times MSNBC is going to be coming from one angle. Fox used to come from the other side. They don't do it so much anymore. Uh, you know, it seems like it, just like you said earlier, everybody's got an agenda, it seems like. Yeah. So, you know, very, very rarely do you come across anybody that just gives you the news. Well, I'll tell you one thing that doesn't have an agenda other than putting out good stuff. And that's the MCU. That's debatable. Oh, I agree with that. Okay. Me and Ish agree on this, but we got a DC guy in here. No, DC, I, uh, not, I, not, am, I am a DC guy. My first love was Superman. You know, I grew up watching the old cartoons. Superman's always been my favorite. You know, and I, I personally think Batman's a solid number two, but I don't watch Batman movies for Batman I watch him for the villains Batman has a great a great uh, cast of villains a great rogues gallery I agree with that Um, how would you rate Batman's villains to Spider-Man's villains better you think they're better I really do the Joker really is hard to beat isn't he he is one of if you ask me he is the best villain in the comic books bar none well, I have to, personally, I have to go with Dr. Doom. Yeah, I know you're a Dr. Doom guy. I'm not really that familiar with Dr. Doom, just to I be honest you, with you. Give me give us some time, I'll tell you all about him. I got all night. But I'm second, second to Doom is the Joker. He, I, I think he's a fascinating yeah. character. With me, you know, DC is very much behind Marvel. I mean, Ray Charles could see that. You know, DC... And for all of our listeners who are below the age of 40, Ray Charles was a blind pianist. <laughs> yes. Shout out to Ray Charles. May he rest in peace. But, um, you know, I, uh, I I love Superman, but I am sick and tired of seeing Krypton blow up. I'm sick and tired of seeing Smallville. They did a whole series on that. What about General Zod? I'm tired of seeing Zod, and I'm tired of seeing Lex Luthor. It looks like the CW is gearing up to do another Superman show. I know. What's it, Lex, uh, Superman and Lois? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Now, is this a spinoff of the, you know, they're doing the big Arrowverse. Yeah, it's the Arrowverse Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they're doing a a big mashup. What what are they calling that? Um, Uh... Because they've got the monitor and the anti-monitor. They've got several different... All the versions of Superman of the past 20 years. Right. Basically. They're even going to have a picture of Michael Keaton as Batman in a newspaper. Yeah. Which is, I mean, you know, I mean, they're going to throw all kinds of stuff out there. Even pulling from the, the animated Batman, what is it? 2099? I think they're trying to go into the direction of how the new 52 comics came about because there were so many different, um, the kind of like with Spider-Man and the, the multiverse, the there were so the many, Spider-verse. right, there were so many different Earth 23 or whatever, you know, there were so many different realms or whatever, for lack of a better word. Whenever they came out with the new 52, they tried to take all of that, simplify it. But that might be where they're going with that. Well, and you know that that what's interesting to me is you know there's been a lot of um, a lot of um, work done in the past. I'm going to say ten years in the world of physics and 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 um, uh, you know you 
Michio, what's who's the who's the scientist I'm thinking of? Michio, uh, something like Kaku or something like that. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna keep that. We're gonna go on with that. He's one. a he's the great. I think this is a family friendly show. <laughs> <laughs> he's the great theorist out there. You know, when I'm talking about string theory, I'm talking about um, alternate realities. I'm talking about different versions of reality. You know, infinite versions right. of reality. You know, there's a lot of in in the scientific community and scientific theory, and some of this goes all the way back to Einstein. But they're really looking at some different ways of of, of, of conceptualizing existence, and I want comics seem to be kind of in tune with that. As far as like, listen, okay, this doesn't make any sense to you. Well, it's not ridiculous. This is a different reality, right? Yeah. Just so they can tell that story. Michio Kaku, that's yeah. his name. If they want, if they want to come up with another story, or whatever they, that varies from the original set well this is in another reality here at the side together i mean that's what happens whenever you get different writers and everything wanting to shake things up and change things up and you know i don't like the changes they're making in the comic books um especially I, for marvel not a fan I'll, I'll be honest with you you know I, I i'm all about some diversity but you know leave leave original Original characters. Yeah, see, I, I'm a big Hulk fan. I mean, I love the Hulk. Yeah. Uh, and now it's a little Asian kid that's the Hulk. Mm-hmm. That just does not. No. Do you, do you think possibly, no. and I'm like you guys, I, I do, I understand the value in diversity because you take Black Panther, for instance. Um, the success of Black Panther, a lot of that, other than the fact that it's a great story and great, it really is. I thought it was a good uh, movie. But it, it also it, it also gives a whole other set of people, someone they can relate to. Right. You know. So I get that. But do you think possibly things can go as a trend to where it goes too far and it becomes just a trend? Well, I think it has already. Yeah. yeah. My my thing with diversity, if you want diversity, that brings up a fantastic avenue come up with a new original character and then whatever specific person or group of people that may or may not want that type of diversity get behind that character push that character and that way that character will soon become at the level with the established characters and then everybody can go with it I don't want to sound negative but nobody wants to see a Mexican Superman except for Mexicans except for Mexicans yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, get a burrito man out there. I mean, yeah. who knows? I mean, there's... That sounds awful. I'm sorry. Shouldn't say that, but, you know. But, you know... <laughs> he said, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Jason, what's the Marvel news you've Well, d- does this fit in, then, with this right here? What do you got? Okay, let me still feel the play. Uh, don't want to because Jason's going to play us a, a sound bite here it looks like I'm trying to play a sound bite we have okay, absolutely no clue as to what he's doing no this, but, we're, but this all plays into what we're talking about as far as what I'm going to call woke culture now among certain young people and this oh, is accelerated man. by social media there is just this listen just listen don't have no prejudice of me making change is to be as judgmental as possible about other people. And that's enough. Like if I tweet or hashtag about how you didn't do something right 
or use the word wrong verb or then I can sit back and feel pretty good about myself because man you see how woke I was I called you out <laughs> let me get on TV watch my show watch Grotish <laughs> um, you know that's not that's not activism that, that's not bringing about change you know it, 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 if all you're doing is casting stones uh, you know you're, you're probably not going to get that far that's easy to do so that was just a recent from the former president Obama talking oh. about woke culture and see you wince when I say that but is he right is there, or do you automatically say no he's wrong because he said it but it goes right in line with what we're saying right now well, yeah. the fact this woke culture is maybe going too far for the purpose of basically being listen I'm going to be different from you because what you thought that's outdated so I will cast a stone at that and I will be different and therefore I've done something really amazing that's fair are, are you saying that this cult woke culture is trying to do the same thing that the hippies did in the 60s going against the yeah, people would, of the 40s and the 50s? I would say it has less legitimacy. than the. I think that the people in the 60s actually had a legitimate protest. I'm not saying that we don't legitimately have things that need to be corrected. Don't get me wrong. Right. But at the same time, and I think it's reflected even in our comics as we're talking about. <coughs> you can go too far to where it becomes basically, I am going to go so far with this, as with anything, that it goes beyond actually making changes, and it just makes me look enlightened. Are you saying that these people may or may not be trying to do go to this extreme just out of pure spite? It could be out of spite, or it could be out of so that they appear to be enlightened or woke. And I believe that's what he's talking about right there in that statement. That That's not really making change. That's not really doing anything. Honest, honest to God, I think some of the best change would actually come down to what we're doing right here, right now. There's three guys here having a conversation. Some we're all sharing opinions. Some we're agreeing with. Some we're not. But we're hearing, and there's respect here. There is no, there, it's like everybody always has, well, this is my opinion, and I'm right. People well, I'm not, I'm not always right, you know. And there again, my opinion is my opinion, but you got to be, I have to be open-minded enough to be able to listen to you, to be able to listen to you. Absolutely. You know, maybe you will have something to say that might change my mind. It will at least yeah. make me think about what you said. Nobody wants to do that anymore. I think people are tired of hearing folks argue their point and simply not cede anything, not listen to anyone else but argue their point for entertainment value and, and to just gin everybody up. Right. Um, I think, like you said, we got three guys here with varied opinions having a conversation. None of us are right, right. about everything. You know, it goes, we can all learn from each other. It goes back to perspective. My perspective might be different than yours. Your perspective might be different than his. You know, Our perspective might be different than the people listening to this podcast. 
You know, we were talking earlier about, you know, government help. I don't receive any. I don't know if y'all do or not. That's your business. You know, how can I sit here and say, you know, nobody deserves any help, this, that, and the other, whenever there might be a listener here that might be down on their luck, might be handicapped, might have got injured at work doing their job where they can't get out and do anything and they require government assistance. Well, that's good perspective. You know, I, and I've ran into that. Yeah. You know, I'll be the first one. I, I've had to stick my foot in my mouth because somebody checked me. You know, they were flat out. Oh, so you just think that I'm worthless and I don't need this, that, and the other whenever they possibly had a handicap. You know, it made me think. That's fair. fair you know, fair I, I think I think I, as far as that topic goes, it goes case by case. If I, you I, are, case by case, I agree. I agree. If you if you can, and you will, and you want to, the assistance ought to be there to help get you off your feet. At the same, if you can't live off of the rest of your life. Oh, if you can't, absolutely. Yeah, if you can't, you know, the government should be there to help you. Right. If you're just lazy and don't want to work, different story. All right. So let's hit a little Marvel news. We got but a few minutes left. Uh, Yes. Yes. Jason, what have you heard this week? I've not seen much. Okay. This is what I have heard, and 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 we spoke about it earlier. Uh, We know that Deadpool has obviously been uh, accepted in the MCU. Ryan Reynolds has been talking with them. Um, The the word is right now that that's possibly going to open up an R-rated universe for Marvel. Um, There's a lot of talk about the Netflix shows. Um, Kevin Feige is really big on Charlie Cox that played Daredevil. Mm -hmm. Um, my my opinion, the best thing Marvel's got going was those Netflix shows. Well, and... You know, now that Feige is in total control, he can kind of take that as his. Um, John Bernthal was a hit oh, playing puncher, the puncher. Absolutely, best absolutely, player. absolutely. And there's there's talk that you know when you go to Deadpool, um, the Punisher, Blade. Moon, Blade, Moon Knight, that could possibly get into more of an R-rated universe. Yeah, there's there's Marvel. some of those characters that were not made for kids. No, they were not. Right. They were absolutely not. Yeah. Um, you know, and of course, we talked earlier about the um, Ant-Man 3 has been affirmed. Yes. Loved Ant-Man. And I loved, loved Ant-Man. Great, great, great hey, work. Ant-Man, those Ant-Man movies were a breath of fresh air to that MCU, in my opinion. I agree with that. It was just enough um, levity. Yes. And um, yeah, a comedy edge. Yeah. Absolutely. One of which they tried to copy with Shazam that failed miserably in my I opinion. I have not seen that yet. Um, I, I was, that. I was just. I, like dis- I thought it was a good movie. I was honestly disappointed. It seemed more like a comedy than what it than what it was. Well, and from you, what I've understood it to be an interpretation. Yeah, we about comedy. two minutes left. Uh, I had to cut it short, but what else have we heard? As far as Marvel, Marvel, um, that uh, Ant Man three will usher in the new the Young Avengers. The Young Avengers, okay. yes, yes. And uh, there was a lot of talk about Doctor Doom and Galactus as being the next big villains. Um, yeah, I've the, seen that. The, the talk is kind of turning to Kang the Conqueror because of the timeline tampering they did with the Endgame. Yeah. Well, guys, we're running short on time. Terry, we appreciate you being here with us today. We want to have you back as much as you want to be here. Appreciate you having me. I'll see what I can do about getting back. Yeah, absolutely thrilled to have you here, man. We've had a great time, and uh, we hope it's been good for the listeners. 
Um, if you're listening to this, give us a comment on Facebook. Um, tell somebody about it. This two guys in a podcast. Two guys in a podcast. We are nationwide. Hopefully, I wasn't too much of a disappointment for you tonight. You know, we're from Santa Clara, California to Bangor, Maine. Bangor, Maine. Shout out to Bangor, Maine. Never been there, but I would love to visit one time. And now you can see why we wanted this guy on the podcast. Absolutely. God bless. You guys, we'll see you all next time. Love y'all. Thank you.